0: welcome back to another episode of what's ahead today with me I have Shubhang Saxena he graduated from Thapur Institute of Engineering and Technology in 2021 he was the winner of Smart India Hackathon in 2019 and a runner-up of the same in 2020. He is a blockchain developer, voice UI designer, a full stack engineer with knowledge of tech stacks, React and Django. He also has a nick of hardware and IOT. Thank you so much for being here Shubank.
1: Thank you, thank you for having me here. It's, it's good to be uh, being part of an initiative, of such a great initiative
0: so would you like to tell a little bit about yourself to everyone watching right now
1: yeah so uh, my name is shubank uh, so currently i work at wall uh, this is where i work with the blockchain data and the way we want to represent it to common users um apart from that I've been into a lot of open source and stuff, uh, and it's been like uh, my entire journey revolves around a lot of software engineering as well as working with uh, hardware.
0: How did you spend your time in college, and what were some of the activities that you do? You can also mention about like your daily timetable that was there.
1: Yeah, uh, so I was a bit lazy person in college. Uh, I did not attend much of my classes. Um, Guilty as charged, but I think most of my time was probably spent up looking up for new sorts of technologies like what should I pursue next, uh, looking out for some cool projects, uh, getting inspiration from existing projects, trying to improve it. So most of my timetable would look like um, getting up for the day, uh, doing normal course, then probably uh, attending classes, then uh, going back to my room, uh, and uh, yeah, just researching about new things till we had dinner. So, yeah, that was a pretty much the same uh, schedule for every day almost. Yeah.
0: Right. So, you were the winner of Smart India Hackathon in 2019 and a runner up of the same in 2020. So, for all the people listening right now, what is SIH? What is the structure of SIH, like the different stages? And how did you prepare for it?
1: So uh, SI stands for Smart India Hackathon. Uh, It is probably one of the biggest hackathons in the entire world uh, due to the sheer volume of the participants and the and the projects that participate. So this is an initiative which is run by Government of India in which you basically, uh, so the Government of India, they gave out specific problem statements to people in collaboration to either their own government entities or private companies like cisco or uh, bajaj etc and you just have to give them the solution regarding the problem and then some top teams are judged accordingly and then you are declared as a winner if you if they feel like your problem your solution to the problem was uh, the best one out there so uh Actually, the format changed quite a bit from what happened in nineteen to twenty. so I'll just pick up the latest one, which I think follows the one which is in tw- which was in twenty as well. So the way it works is uh you basically try to pick one problem statement which you're going to represent uh, at the finale, and there is this internal hackathon that occurs at your college level in which college has a cutoff of how many teams they can uh, allow to move further. And once you qualify through that, your names are given in uh, uh, to the SIH uh, uh, organizers. And then you are allowed to uh, put in your solutions to the respective organizations as well. So first cutoff is basically to clear your uh, college hackathon. In 2020, for us, it was five teams were allowed uh, to clear off. I'm not, I'm not sure about the current stats of the teams uh, for, for software and then these five teams they they put out their solutions to respective organizations and if and if their problem statement uh, was uh, probably you could say an apt fit for being into the top 4 nationwide then they were selected for the finale and then in 2019 the finale we went on site uh, which was in kerala and 2020 unfortunately due to covid uh, it was an online based hackathon so, yeah, I think that's how the structure works uh, for Smart India Hackathon.
0: Right. So, and how did you prepare for it?
1: Um, I think uh, for 20, I, I'll probably go with 2019 first because that was my first experience with SIH. So, uh, it turns out Smart India Hackathon wasn't my first hackathon. So, before that, I already had an existing team. And, you know, we were participating in a lot of various hackathons before that. So for me, uh, preparing for Smart India Hackathon came out a bit naturally. The, the mindset to you know participate in a hackathon was a bit natural, uh, but the only key point that I wanted to focus to everyone out there who's preparing and forming a team at this point of time is try to have a diversity in your team. That's how you prepare, right? Because the more diverse number of people are there in your group, the more technological stacks you people can cover. And the more technological stack you cover is the more robust and more diverse product you can build. So I think that is key number one. The second one would be to be very thorough uh, with the problem statement. I know uh, the problem statements may seem very intimidating when you start reading them. But I remember, I, and I remember this very vividly, uh, we had a team discussion in 2019. Uh, for all the Thapper people out there, we sat in the A blocks cafeteria, uh, the, the, the one near the main gate and uh, we ordered up a bit of samosas and stuff. And I think we read the, we read each problem statement that we were interested in around 10 times. I I specifically remember this count because I made sure that we, as being the team leader, I made sure that we read problem statement 10 times. So that what happens is that when you try to uh, reinforce your brain towards what exactly the problem statement is, you try to you you tend to understand the nitty gritties of it. And I think the biggest failure or a biggest criteria of a lot of people getting rejected from Smart India Hackathon is that they don't focus on the problem statement at hand. So I think these are the two big tips that anyone who's you know going to participate in Smart India Hackathon make sure that you do that.
0: Right. So, you know, a lot of people they can lead up on the internet about what to do for, you know, to prepare for hackathon or win an hackathon. But um, what I want to ask is that what should students not do while preparing for SIH? Yeah,
1: so I think uh, it is like, it's, it's a very good question because that's not something which is discussed very often out there in the public. So first one would be, don't try to team up with the people that almost possess the same skills as yourselves. So when I started with my supposed first hackathon, I was actually part of another team. And so we were four people and turns out all four of us were web developers. So the thing is that whenever we want to tackle any problem, the only direction that we were able to think was that if you build a web solution out of everything that is possible at your uh, at your convenience and the skill sets that you possess. So at that point of time, I realized that this is a very limiting habit because in that sense, you will never be able to you know see across uh, beyond the horizon of what uh, there are the other possibilities that are there. So I think first tip would be just to not form team with the people of your similar skill level or skill sets. Second would be, again, it all comes down to, uh, I I think this is more of a personal tip is that, you know, never argue with your judge. You know, sometimes it may be that, you know, the person who's going to judge you, uh, you know, expect something out of you. And uh, in the first glance, it may feel like as if it's a very bossy thing to ask, you know, something out so upfront and, uh, you know, uh, sometimes there are ego clashes as well. And, you know, that happens in real life quite often. Yeah. You've got to realize that no matter how skillful you are, the end points and everything is reserved in the hands of respected judges, right? So make sure that whatever, uh, be very humble, be very polite with your judge. And make sure that you, you know, uh, follow on to the uh, mid evaluation suggestions that the people, that the judges or, you know, the people from the company given. Because when you implement the things that they demanded in mid hack, that's what creates the maximum impact. Because then they are assured of that you are a very good developer that was able to, you know, uh, reach up to the level of their expectation and that too in a very small stipulated time. And, uh, the third thing would be, I think time management is something which is not often talked about. So no matter how big your hackathon is, so I think smart hackathon is 36 hours, but I've been to hackathons from 12 to 48 hours as well. So, you know, time management is a very critical thing, uh, because the thing is that if you want to get a wake up till next. 12 or 24 hours, your efficiency is maximum when you start with your hack. And it gradually goes down as, you know, you cross midnight somewhere around five in the morning and stuff like that. So make sure to get almost everything done in your active hours. And it's okay to sleep in between. That's perfectly uh, perfectly no issues with that. But make sure that you manage your time accordingly. And one thing that our team used to do was, uh, we used to take naps in, parts. So let's say we were six people. So three of them would stay awake for 12 hours. And in that last three, four hours, like one of the three of us would take out a small nap and next three of them would take out a small, small nap after we got up. So, you know, it, it just increases your team's overall efficiency. Like
0: right. So I have another question. This is not yeah. there in a the script, but uh, a lot of people, you know, they they're doing Python, they're doing C++, they're doing Java, they're doing a lot of programming languages, but they still don't feel that they're prepared enough to participate in a hackathon. So when do you think a person should, you know, what's that that point where the person should stop thinking about how much they know and just go ahead and participate in hackathons?
1: I think sh- that mentality should inculcate the day you start programming. Because honestly, there is no particular day. I know this may sound very cliche that, you know, there is no day to get prepared and stuff like that. But you know, that's what, what that's what I personally felt, you know, when I was, when I started with my hackathon journey and stuff, I wasn't prepared. I mean, uh, I came from the background of having no CS education in my 11th, 12th And uh, I think the only practical CS uh, knowledge that I had in my first year was the C plus plus programming courses that you do. And you know some uh, overall knowledge of things around the world in my second semester, and yet I started in the hackathon journey in the third semester of my college. So, uh, the so again uh, going to the point as to when you will know that you will be prepared. So that point will never come. But the thing is that if you have a team who's willing to learn as you grow, or maybe learn as you hack, uh, you know, uh, having a team with that mentality is of utmost importance because then. Uh, let's say if you face a problem, which none of you are have been aware before, like you guys are not aware of uh, the technology that is to be used, but you know the end goal. So then the entire team would sit together. It's a collective intelligence at work and all four or six of you will try to figure out either in a hacky way or in a proper implementation, but you will definitely le- reach to that goal. And that's what hackathons inculcate the habit of Right, You are given a very small, stimulated amount of time and you have to perform the best of your abilities. And honestly, my maximum amount of learning or the programming that I've done so far actually came from participating in a lot of hackathons. And especially when I did not know about these things before the hackathon,
0: right. that's how it
1: works. And you always learn new things.
0: Right. That's great. Right. So back to SIH, um, what was the project that you made and how did you guys go about it?
1: Okay, so I'll start with 2019. So fortunately for me, both 2019 and 2020 were under the same organization, Cisco, and they were relatively same projects, uh, which is working on their Meraki camera. So uh, in 2019, we were given the problem statement of, uh, so Cisco has a smart camera known as Meraki in which they had a plan of installing it in the public places that uh, have a very, very crowd inflow of people. So the end goal was to do something, make some meaningful uh, data pipeline out of it, and try to make a project on top of it. Like we have providing you the camera. Uh, This camera would be installed at places like bus station, hospitals, post office, banks, make something that can be useful uh, under it, right? So I think the next kind of very obvious uh, uh, thing for us to do is that uh, let's just count the number of people. Let's just calculate the crowd density and let's just make sure that if, let's say i want to go to bank i should be very um, i i should be aware of the current situation that is there in the bank so as to i can predict whether the work that i intend to get done would be done to, uh, today uh, or would be delayed to some other day due to the crowd density and the non availability of the resources so that was the goal in mind and uh, without getting any uh, into any specific technical details, the end goal was to make sure that the project is, um, you could say, accessible to everyone out there. So that means that we built a m- mobile app for it, we built a website for it, we even developed it for smart speakers like Google and Alexa. And that was not it. We actually developed an IVR-based systems for this phones, which do not have smart screen or which are not non smartphones the non-feature phones, but the one you see, you know, the dot matrix one, which you used to have that zero to Those nine three uh, three keyword, three. Yeah, the small ones, exactly. Mm-hmm. So let's say it's, this particular use case was something which Cisco actually appreciated us a lot. And the idea behind it was that, let's say there is someone, uh, so you know that uh, good banks and uh good hospitals are not available in the village areas, right? And there are a lot of uh, villages in which the distance between the main city and the village spans around to somewhere three, three 300, 350 kilometers and you know even greater than that. So I think this feature would be more useful for those people who want to plan their travel beforehand. So imagine if I want to visit a bank that is 300 kilometers away, And I so wish that there was a way for me to even get the glimpse of the bank and understand whether it would be fruitful for me to even go today or maybe some other day. So in in that way, all the information that was being conveyed to smartphone, we made sure that it was also available to those small phones. And there was another caveat in it. We made sure that it is translated to their local regional language.
0: Oh, that's great.
1: So let's say say there is someone who's living in Gujarat and, uh, you know, Again, this was our assumption that uh, assumption or the goal that we want to make sure that everything that we build at that pace should be accessible and usable across all spectrum of people available from those living in the suburbs to living in, you know, at the lowest tier of the nation and that too at their own convenience. So I know that most of the information that we were getting on the uh, program programmer side was uh, based, uh, was in English. But we made sure that we support uh, Tamil, uh, Hindi, Kushrati, uh, and Punjabi. These were the four languages that we supported out of the box.
0: That's super innovative. That's so cool. Right. So you've been talking about having a team in Hackathon, right? So how Mm -hmm. did you build your team? And what are some of the tips you can give for someone looking to make a team?
1: Yeah, I think... Uh, building a team is the most important thing that you'll ever do in your uh, hackathon journey, something that you want to start with. And starting off with wrong people is such a throw-off, would be such a throw-off from your end goal. So I think the first thing that you want to look on for the people is their ability to learn. You know, I really don't want to fill up uh, my team with the people who claim to know everything or who supposedly know everything, you know, it's better to find people with less knowledge, but more curiosity than to find people with too much of knowledge and no curiosity at any point of time, because hackathons demand a lot of flexibility. I can like bet on this at hundred percent of the times that whenever you participate in a hackathon, even if you build your project beforehand, I'm pretty sure that it will fail at that point of time, because this, this, <laughs> there's this some curse known as the hackathon curse. That revolves around every project that you build, and it will stop working. It it magically stops working, even if the product you tested it and it was working before night, it will stop working. So that requires flexibility. You know, debug how things worked out, why the things were not working, why they were working last night. That's also a big question, right? So it's better to have someone in the team who's curious, someone who can grasp to the new challenges. Uh, tackle onto the new chalice, uh, drafts, the new uh, concepts around the way, something like that. The second one would be with the people, uh, form the team with the people with whom, you know, you can share your lifestyles and you would be comfortable with, because the people with whom I formed my team, uh, there were times during the hackathons where we did not bathe for a day or two. I know it sounds so yuck at this point of time, but that was our, uh, that was something that Unfortunately happened, right? Because when you participate in a 24 hour hackathon, you basically miss on two days of not having a bath. So one day involves traveling. The other one is participating online. So you just need to be, so this is an example of how, you know, the people that you live, be with together should be very comfortable with the lifestyles that you live in. Third one would be again, uh, try to be as inclusive, you know, in your team. Uh, there should be not a very hard cutoff to be part of the team. you know, don't take out tests for other you know don't have the test format that if you want to join my team, you need to fulfill this test. you need to build a project.
0: Mm-hmm. this is
1: this is this does not work well. Uh, yeah, I think and the fourth one again, when I say inclusivity, uh, I, as I said that like in the previous point as in the previous question that was asked, try to build a team with the diverse skill sets. The more the diverse skill sets you have, so in my case, so again, just to reinforce all the three points or the four points that I stated. So the way I started with the team was, I was the software guy, uh, knowing guy and I had a bit of knowledge with hardware as well. So my first priority was to find someone who's very good at hardware mm-hmm. and to find someone who's very good in software.
0: Thanks.
1: And my third and my second priority was find someone who can you know just build stuff in probably an hour or two without even knowing anything beforehand. This was my criteria because I was the person who knew about things, but did not have the knowledge, enough knowledge to implement them at that point of time. So that's how I formed my team.
0: Right. This is amazing. Right. So moving on to something that uh, I found out about you after having conversations with you was that you have three patterns, which in my opinion is crazy. So how is your journey to this like?
1: Um, honestly, uh, the patents is something that I don't, you know, uh, think about much because that was never the end goal. The, the goal was that to build projects, uh, to assist people around you. And that's what actually happened. Uh, so whenever we participate in a lot of hackathons, we tend to build projects, uh, which were revolving around wearable devices which would you know assist visually impaired people um autistic people uh, we even worked with the deaf and dumb people and that was thing and it turns out that the problems that we were trying to solve the way we were trying to solve was quite unique and thus that helped us you know to land uh, patents out of the projects that we did so the journey i would rather say is that you know, be innovative in that way that solve the Problems around you first. Like there are ample of opportunities and problems that are that can be solved at this point of time. And when you try to target the small, small problems around you, turns out you'll combine, you can very easily combine the solution of three to four problems and build one thing out of it. And once you do that, uh, I think that gives birth to a very unique kind of project. And thus it can help you as well to, you know, file up for patents, projects, research papers out of it.
0: Right, so what do you think helps in getting opportunities in college and what should college students do?
1: I think uh, being in Thapar, uh, you know, you already have a lot of good opportunities, a lot of good exposure to things, not just restricted to your academics. Thanks to a lot of communities and the societies that we have in college. Again, you have to be very sure that you pick up a very good, a good sort of Uh, societies and uh, communities out there Uh, I think internet is a friend at this point of time uh, because uh, due to this COVID lockdown and stuff the the amount the sheer amount of opportunities that are now available has drastically increased due to everything coming online
0: definitely internet
1: is your friend I mean you really have to be so the way I uh, used to do things was that I never used to, op- so I know that a lot of people have a habit to, when they wake up, they usually open up their WhatsApp or Instagram when they wake up in the morning. I remember that uh, during my second year, uh, the first application that I used to open was LinkedIn. Yeah. So as soon as I get up in the morning, uh, while I'm getting ready for the class, I used to open up LinkedIn. And uh, most of my time was spent around either browsing LinkedIn, or browsing GitHub projects. So the point that I'm trying to convey over it is that you just need, so information is present out there in every resource, every form that you can ever imagine. It's just that you need to tap into the right and specific sources that you want to grasp your knowledge. So some that I can recall off my mind is GitHub. LinkedIn is one. Join a lot of online communities, especially if you are someone who's interested to participate in hackathons. There are Devfolio, is one. Um, uh, then Devpost is one of them. And if you are someone like me who you know use who, who loves building uh, hardware projects, so Hackster.io is one. So these are some. So again, the point is that you need to find specifically relevant resources to what you want to do. And then I think good time when you try to browse internet and, you know, try to change your internet habits, like switching your time that you used to spend on Instagram to something more constructive, you'll eventually get to uh, learn about more and more opportunities around you. And thus I think that's the best way to figure out opportunities. And uh, I think uh, a very rock solid assumption that a lot of people come in in the colleges that colleges will help them with everything. And that's, um, you know, that's, that's a very bad practice or bad assumption because, you know, uh, real, life does not, uh, real life does not provide you opportunities like on a spoon or on a silver platter. So you need to be very self-aware of what you want to do. And uh, yeah, there are ample of resources on the internet at this point of time.
0: That was so beautifully said. And with that, we come to an end of the episode of What's Ahead. Don't forget to check us out on Spotify, Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts and do check out our YouTube channel as well. Until then, please send in your comments and suggestions.